You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Rob Anderson and Jason Brown. Hello and good Thursday afternoon good, to uh, good everyone afternoon. watching. That's right, and we're actually watching ourselves for the first time, so yeah. it's a little weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm paying too much attention to myself. <laughs> well, I could just hold a mirror up. Yeah, sure. Would that be next yeah. time? Nothing like a conversation with myself. It would be really <laughs> relaxing. Like a parrot. Um, yeah. Well, it's a sunny, beautiful day, getting warmer as the days go on. But it's a it's a beautiful day out at least here in Little Rock. And here we are in a basement, uh, yeah. away from the sun, but we're doing what we what we love. Yeah, talking agriculture. That's right. Uh, we are headed to Northeast Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, really, as soon as we wrap this thing up, we're going to jump right in the car and drive to Jonesboro. We are hosting uh, Farm Bureau's President Leadership President's Leadership Council. That is right in a Jonesboro this of- weekend. A lot of uh, talented people who are in agriculture, up-and-coming people, uh, getting together to learn about the ins and outs of Farm Bureau, mm-hmm. what we do, how we do it, and how to be a leader in the Arkansas Farm Bureau. So it's an exciting, yeah. it's an exciting uh, time. We do this uh, what every other year. Every yeah, year? it's yeah. A, only every other year. You've got to apply to be a, to be right. and it'd be accepted to be a part. It's a, it's pretty exclusive. So fourteen leaders from across the state coming yeah. in. That's great. And I've done a few of these now, and it's it's always fun and interesting. We have good speakers, good events, things for them to do, fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in other news, I'm healthy for the first time in a so couple of weeks. We don't need to mute the coughing. Yeah, no more, or, no more cough right. button for me. So hopefully, uh, I'll you know get through this without any stress <laughs> this time around. Um, and then I guess we've got the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation trap shoot. Trap shoot, yes. Uh, 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 registrations open for that, or I guess closing, open but closing soon. That's right. Uh, if you if you happen to go to arfb.com, our website, you will you'll see a little pop out right now that's promoting the uh, Arkansas Farm Bureau Foundation trap shoot. And yes, the deadline is coming up. So get your team registered. Get yourself registered. It's a great event. It's part of uh, Arkansas Farm Bureau Foundation Week, which is just a great week. We talk yeah. a lot about what the foundation does, and they do a lot of great things. They, they help a lot of great programs, whether it's uh, youth programs, uh, FFA, and uh, that sort of thing. And that's, mm-hmm. that's where some of this uh, fundraising goes to, in fact, yeah. uh, for the trap shoot. So it's a great event. Find out more. Go to the website and, and get yourself registered or your team registered. Yeah. If you're watching, don't go register until after the episode's yeah. done. If you're listening, pause this and go yeah. register right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then, I guess, early voting. You've been kind of the one that updates us on this every week. Yeah. Early voting still open. Still open, and next week is the uh, <laughs> is the election. So, yeah. uh, we need, you know, people, what we've been talking a lot about, you know, for this primary election is get, get, educated on the candidates and you know learn what they stand for learn who's running in your area um and there's an easy way to do that and that mm-hmm. is to visit arcelect.com mm-hmm. that is uh our online election directory uh it's out there it's very helpful it's got more than 40 videos as well of candidates 
uh, particularly candidates for statewide office, gubernatorial, uh, the federal offices, you know, Congress. Yeah. Uh, you can you can hear them talk directly to you and explain what they stand for, who they are. Uh, and so you can educate yourself and, and prepare before you go to the polls. Nearly 50 candidates uh, there yeah. for you to to listen to unbiased, no or no questions, no stopping, just just a straightforward message to you, the voter. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, well, and then I guess you've got some news for us today. Well, oh, well, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's all right. Yeah, that's a natural uh, connection here because I wanted to make sure I mentioned this. Okay. Uh, I had a, I had the privilege to be part of a very special visit last week, uh, as did one of our producers, Matthew Magdafrau, who's yeah. right over here. Uh, we went out to visit, uh, and actually it was Matthew, myself, it was uh, Stanley Hill, our Vice President of Public Affairs and Government Relations here at Farm Bureau, Yes, and our Vice President of Organization Member Programs, Justin Reynolds. We took a trip out to visit the home of Annie Abrams. Okay, uh, She is an Arkansas legend. She's a retired educator, nationally recognized civic and political activist. Um, she was involved with uh, the Central High desegregation. She worked with Daisy mm-hmm. Bates. Oh, she, wow. She has been a part of numerous organizations. She attended a special United Nations meeting in Geneva, Switzerland. Oh, she, wow. she enjoyed talking about that. She's been all over the world and, and very involved in Arkansas politics and Arkansas history. Mm-hmm. She's now 90, uh, closing goodness. in on 91. Uh, but she's staying busy helping distribute Arkansas Farm Bureau election directories. Uh, and she's been distributing a lot of them. Oh, and in fact, we, do we, we know how many, uh, thousands, I think. Wow. I, you yeah. know, I, I don't want to overstate it, but she yeah. is good at that job and she loves doing it. And she yeah. feel, she feels it's very important that people understand who they're voting for, who the sure. candidates are, what they stand for. Uh, she talked to us a lot about that. We visited with her on the front porch of her home. She had some of those directories out there with her. Wow. Um, and she told us some great stories. Um, it was, a, it was a great afternoon, and I would say if you want to learn more about that and you want to see a little bit of it, you can visit uh, our YouTube or our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we made a little video of the visit of the presentation because we were honoring her for all her hard work, mm-hmm. and we were thanking her with a, an honorary membership in Arkansas Farm Bureau. She was very excited about yeah. it. Wow. Uh, like I said, it was, a great, it was a great conversation and a great afternoon, and you can, you can see the video of that on our social media and soon at ARFB.com. Cool. What a legend. Yes. Uh, and great to have her uh, using our resources to go out and educate oh, yeah. voters. And she was happy to do it, and, and she talks about why it's so important to her. She grew up uh, with an activist role model, uh, her mom, and then she's taken on advocate advocacy as, as her mission her in life. So. Wow. All right. Well, good deal. Well, thanks for sharing that. Uh, so you said – if, if folks want to hear and see more of that conversation, Facebook, YouTube, yeah, website, and, maybe. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, let's dig into a little bit of uh, agriculture news. Yeah. How about it? It's time for some farming news. Yeah. All right. As we embark on the row crop growing season, uh, we have some news about an opportunity to not only make history, but add some income to your farm's bottom line. Uh, not too good to be true. Uh, happy to share this. I was involved in this program for, for many years before my time at uh, Farm Bureau. The application for the annual Grow for the Green Soybean Yield Challenge is officially open. It runs through August 1st. Now, don't say I've got plenty of time because I'm telling you right now, August 1st will be here before we know it. I know that because oh, yeah. my birthday is at the, towards the beginning of August, and 
I'm feel, feeling older by the day. <laughs> no. So the deadline uh, for the Grow for the Green Soybean Yield Challenge is August 1st. Soybean producers in Arkansas are eligible to participate in this year's contest, uh, which is administered by the Arkansas Soybean Association. Uh, participating producers from across the state uh, compete for a chance uh, in the in the yield challenge at winning a cash prize for producing the crop with the highest yield in their region. Uh, the contest was established to recognize and reward the top soybean producers in the state, uh, collect valuable production data. Um, that data is released after each year of the program, so it's available publicly, of course, and to also promote the best production practices in the state. Uh, those who place first in each category will receive a cash prize of $7,500. Second gets $5,000. Third uh, gets $2,500. And producers who achieve 100 bushels for the first time are eligible to receive a portion of an additional $5,000 in prize money and a paid registration to the 2023 Commodity Classic in sunny Orlando, Florida. Hey. All and right. I should tell you, too, you'll be a member of the 100 Bushel Club. Um, that is also, if you if you make that that mark. So, it's a pretty, uh, I don't know. I remember the t- the year we put the very first member of the 100 Bushel Club in. That All was right. Matt Miles. Um, so, I, anyway. Safe the, to say I will never be a part of that yeah, club. Yeah, well, but. you and me both. I don't <laughs> think they measure backyard container gardens. Right. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. Brian, yes, uh, the program is funded. You were Johnny on the spot. I got to tell you, that was, Timing was excellent. The program is funded by the Arkansas Soybean Promotion Board. Crop management assistance is provided by the Extension Service, Jeremy Ross and his team. Uh, and if you're interested, you can get all the details and apply at miraclebean.com. I'm told that uh, county extension agents also have applications for the program. Okay. Or you can pick up the phone and call the soybean association. So any year where we're dealing with increased costs of inputs, fuel, things like that, wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a bad thing to, uh, right. Add some cash to the bottom line. And, uh, speaking of that, that year, uh, and that's, that's good news for soybean growers and that's uh-huh. some exciting stuff for soybean growers. But now I've got some possible bad news for rice growers. Okay. Um, Hope not, but a new study shows rice farmers across the U.S. are facing extreme financial losses in 2022. Uh, this week, the Agricultural and Food Policy Center at Texas A&M University released a study on the impact of commodity price changes and higher input costs, and we've all heard about that, mm-hmm. on its 64 crop representative farms, including rice farms. Uh, this was requested, in fact, by Arkansas Senator John Bozeman, the ranking member on the Senate Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry Committee. Okay. So, um, overall, the report projects a profitable year for farmers for most major commodities, mm-hmm. uh, but rice is an outlier here. Okay. Uh, rice farmers will be impacted by two years of basically stagnant commodity prices, mm. while also facing those drastic increases in production costs. Yeah. Um, and we've been hearing about that, talking about it here. Um, according to the report, the 15 rice farms that, that they were studying faced the largest reduction in net cash farm income per farm and per acre relative to the other farm types on average. 10 of 15 rice farms are expected to face negative ca- net cash income in 2022. So what they were seeing and they're, you know, looking at their representative farms was not good. 
Uh, yeah. The new report indicates a loss of $442 per acre in net cash farm income for 20, from 2021 to 2022 for rice farmers and represents a much larger increase in input costs than the $174 per acre increase that was reported on a previous study, uh, okay. which was released in February, because that was before the war, uh, Ukraine mm-hmm. and Russia. So. Mm-hmm. Having looking a little bit of dark news for for rice, but we you know it's not guaranteed. It is just sure. a study and what what they're seeing right now. Yeah, important. I mean, we're the number one rice growing state in the country, mm-hmm. um, and, and and I think you know we talk about these rise in input costs in input costs and how they affect you know com- corn and soybeans and, and you know just about every commodity. Right. But rice specifically because of nitrogen and because you know because of the the in, the input needs right uh, rice is 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 disproportionately maybe even mm-hmm. impacted by these costs and again it's not a guarantee but that's uh, the the situation's not looking good yeah and um, okay we'll see what happens well good in, good intel good info um, from a what sounds like a solid study and and We'll certainly be watching the tracking that, asking our yeah. economists. To, I, I think we're going to be talking about those kind of issues for some time throughout the growing season, yeah. at least. Yeah. Well, at uh, at Arkansas Farm Bureau, uh, we've prioritized the issue of broadband uh, across the state. We've discussed already t- several times on this show uh, with a with our a particular focus on rural communities. If you bring up broadband here, you're probably going to hear. You've heard it on this show before. We we sort of look at this like the issue of rural, rural electrification uh, back in the day. So um, we mentioned the release of the Arkansas Broadband Master Plan a couple of weeks ago here. Uh, this week, we're continuing our work in advocating for reliable and affordable broadband across the state. Uh, the Arkansas Economic Development Commission hosted the Rural Broadband Forum in Benton this week, and our own Philip Powell was asked to participate in that event as a speaker to represent some of the advocacy work that we've done. And he's been heavily involved with this from the get-go. We uh, jokingly call him Mr. Broadband yeah. around here, so I think heavily involved is accurate. Right. Yeah, you're, yeah. so uh, that event included a presentation of the master plan, the master broadband plan by consultants from the Broadband Development Group who conducted the research and authored the plan. There was also a panel of internet service providers to discuss the plan and their current work. (coughs) I said I wasn't going to cough and look. Uh, To bring broadband to the entire state. We were able to catch up with Philip at the event and share a bit about the day. Brian? I talked about Farm Bureau's history and why we're involved in this and the importance of getting that access to everybody. And I believe a lot of good was accomplished today. There's a lot of education on the master plan presented by Broadband Development Group. And this has created conversations between the state broadband office and the providers on what the next steps needed are needed to move forward on this. I believe this will put us on the right path. And for example, uh, so several state legislators have spoken up about alleviating tax burdens on the providers who receive these federal grants to help them deploy these projects quicker and more efficiently. Yeah, so I, I don't think we can call that breaking news because it literally developed on site. Um, Representative, Representative Stephen Meeks was there. Senator Jane English were there. They started hearing some concerns from the service providers and discussing a plan 
in publicly there uh, to uh, introduce some legislation that might alleviate some of the tax burden for, for these providers who are taking in some of these federal grants and building out these projects. So, again, not breaking news. It is to be developed, but but interesting that that happened uh, in real time. Right. I just wanted to say thanks again to Philip for sharing with us and, and being there and involved in the day. Uh, we certainly look forward to seeing how the state proceeds uh, following the final uh, report. All right. Well, let us uh, take a short break from the news, learn a bit about how Arkansas Farm Bureau memberships go to work in your community. Your Arkansas Farm Bureau membership supports our work on behalf of Arkansas farmers, ranchers, and rural communities around the state. From youth leadership programs and academic scholarships to hunger relief and disaster support and much more. You can make a difference and be a champion for your community. Join today at ARFB.com. All right. Uh, you know, a great example of Farm Bureau memberships at work is with the MASH programs. Um, I believe that's mm-hmm. medical applications of science for health. Good job. Uh, yeah. Supported. Uh, this is supported by your memberships. These programs are designed for students interested in a career in the medical field, uh, you know, and exploring what that could look like. Mm-hmm. Um and it's free to students. It's another example of the power of our memberships. Um, and in fact, I think those camps are starting in June across the state. It's a, it's a big program. And obviously there was a, a dent put in that during the COVID you know, sure. time, but we're back. Uh, the students will be enjoying those camps again. And it's, it's a great program. The, it really tries to get, you know, students not only interested in healthcare, but maybe being in the healthcare industry and coming back to their, their communities, wherever they are from and, and, you know, providing, becoming healthcare providers in those communities. It's a, it's a really great program and it's something important that is supported by, by memberships. We've done that for a long time. I won't tell you my age, but I'm not a spring chicken and and I went to a mash camp as a, as a child. So, I mean, that's been around a long time. And and here you are, Dr. Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Hardly. You don't want me operating on a, (laughs) on a hangnail. I can assure you. All right. Back to the news. Yeah, it looks like uh, it's time for our planting progress. That's right. So you you guys know we've been covering the planting progress across the natural state each week, and this week's no exception. Uh, we continue to see rain in the state over the weekend, uh, including some severe storms on Sunday. We lost a massive tree on my street, um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> which covered the street. I mean, and I've seen pictures uh, around North Little Rock, Central Arkansas, and even in Desark. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had some pretty pretty severe storms on Sunday. For the most part, though, it's been a dry week. Uh, let's see how we're doing on the planting progress. So as of Sunday, uh, we've planted 50%, 57% of the soybean crop, which is on par with last year and a bit ahead of the five-year average. We've planted a little more than half of the state's cotton crop as of this week, keeping us ahead of the five-year average. All right. Well, uh, we did some major catching up on rice planting, uh, from what I can see, over the past week. And they planted about 76% of the crop. That's uh, uh, keeping us slightly behind the five-year average, but is encouraging for those who have been tracking the progress. Yeah. We've also uh, made up ground in corn, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, in the corn crop planting. Uh, they've completed about 93% of this year's crop, and they're seeing an emergence in three quarters of the crop, which is still behind average, but positive news overall. 
Yeah, corn is really, and I I read this week. I mean, across the country, it's really made a made big gains. Yeah. Uh, wrapping up with peanuts on pace with the five year average, which with about half the crop planted. Um, and just so you know, we'll continue watching progress in the next couple of weeks, but so far so good. Uh, farmers have been incredibly busy catching up in the past couple of weeks. As a reminder, keep an eye out uh, for farm equipment moving in traffic, especially if you're on a county road or rural highway in the state. My family was in Jackson County over the weekend traveling, had a couple of large pieces of equipment come out in front of us, and uh, certainly we were eager to get home, but we just hit the brakes and kind of let them do their thing. We crossed a bridge in the process and just made sure that they had plenty of space uh, to maneuver and do what they need to do because it's if they don't do what they need to do, we don't get to eat. Uh, You're correct, and that's something we've been talking a lot about too and maybe how we can provide some some materials to help people understand how to, you know – when you see that equipment on the roadways, on the roadways, what to do? Yeah, it's 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 out in force. We do a lot of driving through uh, Southeast Arkansas when we're mm-hmm. visiting my wife's family. Mm-hmm. See a lot of equipment, a lot of the crops. So, yeah, we have to keep an eye out, make sure we're not, you know, passing at, at, at inopportune times, doing anything like that. So, it's a good thing to keep keep your mind on. Those guys don't necessarily have blink- blinkers like right. us, and you know things like that. So. Well, I've got a few other uh, short tidbits to share, uh, and one of which involves uh, our busy friend, Philip Powell. He was at the state capitol yesterday uh, where the Arkansas Legislative Committee Rules Subcommittee moved forward with the milk stabilization rules that will help Arkansas dairy farmers continue to operate in Arkansas. Dairy's faced a mm-hmm. lot of challenges lately. Uh, this is some... Uh, some rulemaking and legislation that uh, we've been on top of for a while now, yeah. and it's, it's designed to help the, the dairy farmers. The rules must now be approved by the Arkansas Legislative Council today okay, uh, before going into effect, so we're waiting to hear from Philip on that and yeah. whether that, that went through. Speaking of dairy, the deadline for the 2022 Dairy Foods Youth Cooking Contest is approaching. This oh, is wow. always a popular we thing. Get, can we get a team? <laughs> I don't think. Okay. Dr. Brown, I think we're too old. Oh, you said youth, didn't you? Yes. That's not us. But I have been there to, during the judging, I have tasted some of these dishes. They're always delicious. There are two categories, main dish and party ideas, and the deadline for entry is June 3rd, so that's coming right up. Contact your county farm bureau or extension office for more information or to enter a recipe. Each entrant, and this is where we lose out, must okay. be t- between the ages of 9 and 18 and in the 4th through 12th grade. Yeah. Um, That's not us. Sorry. As of January 1st, 2022, homeschooled students are also eligible to participate for full rule. Full, I can't say that. <laughs> full it's t- it's rules hard. Yeah. And application. You can visit the ARFB.com. Um, and if you're familiar with bit.ly uh, yeah. addresses, it's bit.com. L-Y backslash Dairy Rules. Dairy Rules. So you can find all the material you need there. But, uh, again, that's coming right up June 2nd. I bet you can also find that on our Facebook page. Yes, in fact, we we have posted a reminder there this week. So go to Arkansas Farm Bureau Facebook, and right there it'll be. Yep. All right. Well, I hate that we can't participate, but. Uh Well, we can still taste. Best of luck. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. I want to do. I bet you there's a lot of cheese dip in that party food category. Yeah, there's always. Dairy. I can tell you, there's usually always a good dip 
of some kind. Matthew, have you I'm had in. to try these before? Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> we just need to make sure we're on site that day. Yeah. Brian, have you ever been a judge of that contest? I have not. Okay. What's your favorite dip? Oh, I uh, I like all kinds of dips. That's, okay. I don't, I don't think you can go wrong with dip. I'm a cheese dip. Cheese yeah, dip. Basic guy, cheese dip. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rob, do you have a preference? Uh, you're complex. Man. I think you're a seven layer, <laughs> seven layer dip. Complicated kind of man. So yeah, I need lots I, of layers. To my you dip. know, I agree. Well, you know, I do. Um, I do like your basic um, something with meat. Yeah, you know, okay. or the guacamole. I like guacamole, guacamole too. Yeah. I don't know if that counts as a dip, but you can put it in a dip. I, I got to tell you, that's that's why I'm uh, hating that the Canyon Grill's not around anymore. Man, that, that Canyon dip. Listen, that was, that was we have deal. been. I, I'm sorry. I, I'll have to apologize if you're listening or watching. But <laughs> look, we mourn the not the loss because I don't know that it's gone forever. But we mourn Canyon Grill not being open a lot in my household. You know. And I've asked when we, whenever we go to Buffalo Grill, what's the deal? And they say, well, we brought all the staff down here, you know. But I, we more than candy grill a lot in my yeah. house. All I know is if we're going to talk about dips and food, uh, we need to start having it. We're on video here. We yeah. need to have some in front of us. We need to eat it for the yeah. entertainment. A oh. second. Yeah. All right. Sorry for the uh, – sorry for – Digression. Digressing there, but uh, anyhow. Uh, all right, Rob, do you know what the term silvopasture means? You know, um, I, I'm not going to define it for you, but I am. Fam- I'm actually familiar with the term. Okay, awesome. But I'm going to keep it to myself. All right. Know. Well, that's what I'd say <laughs> to you. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, it refers to a practice growing in popularity here in Arkansas, where cattle ranchers integrate forestry on grazing land. Um, that's, that's totally what I was going to say. Yeah, and I talked to our own uh, Shaley uh, Wallace Barber yesterday about this a little bit more. And it can work either way. So this can be introducing timber stands to pasture or taking and converting, or not converting, but uh, introducing, I guess, pasture land, grazing uh, in, into timber stands. Okay. So it can work It can work either way. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Regardless, uh, U of A Extension researchers have released results of a study that found that tall fescue and orchard grass, orchard grass, are suitable for growing in shady environments within pine tree and hardwood tree stands, something we have quite a bit of here in Arkansas. A little bit. Uh, Silvo pastures are becoming more popular in the natural state based on the ongoing trend across agriculture, it's my own take, of diversifying production. Uh, This method is especially helpful to small beef producers considering the short-term profits from beef production and long-term profits from timber production. The study was founded or I'm sorry, funded in 2019 and just wrapped up. You can get all the details from Beef Magazine at beefmagazine.com. All right. Well. So there's your silvo pasture. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, <laughs> I, you know, I, like I said, I was familiar with the term, but I still learned something. Yeah. Today. Well, there so, you go. Thank you very Brian, much. Brian, I hear that you did come with a uh, This Day in History today. Uh, I did. And, you know, <clears throat> I guess to to intro that, uh, uh, one thing I wanted to share, uh, our one of our other producers, I won't name who it is, okay, uh, but uh, he's in the room. Okay, wow. uh, he said that uh, you know due to the angle of the camera, I kind of looked a little bit like a hobbit. So you about do look this, small. This, this next segment uh, is uh, coming to you from the Shire. So <laughs> it's a 
Just uh, said, what have you done? Oh, boy. All right. uh, but anyway, the um, this day in history, a uh, couple of points I, I thought were kind of interesting. The, the, uh, in 1743, the Celsius thermometer was invented. Uh, okay. Interesting. Um, 1962, Marilyn Monroe performed her famous happy birthday. Oh, Mr. President. For, for JFK, okay. you know? All right, yeah. Ironically... On this day in 1994 is when Jackie O passed. Oh, wow. Holy Isn't cow. that crazy? That is wild. I mean. Um, Does that mean that she. Okay, well, I don't, wow. I don't okay. even want to speculate, but you know. Yeah. No. One, one would think. Uh, Interesting. A so, uh, couple of birthdays. Malcolm X. Okay. Malcolm Pete, X. Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend. Yeah, the who? Anyway. Yeah. So. A pretty active. Those are fun facts for today. Thank you. Thank you. So, we appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, what should we call you? What's your Hobbit name? <laughs> I'll Hope. have to think on that one. I wasn't prepared yeah. for that. I just, I just, I just <laughs> I brought was, music cues. I was putting and, you on the spot. And, and facts. Well, yes, Matthew yes. is not wrong. So. You look very tiny in the um, yes. in the camera view, but thanks to the type of lens that we use. So. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I guess we'll get in probably in trouble if we keep going. So I guess we should uh, <laughs> tell you that wraps up the news for the week. Thanks for sticking with us. Regardless of our diatribes on uh, cheese dip and sci-fi movies. Yeah. Uh, Technically fantasy. Fantasy. Okay. All right. But anyway, thanks for sticking with us uh, for this edition of the Arkansas AgCast. Remember, you can catch the live stream every Thursday at 2 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. And listen to the audio version later on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. That's right. The Arkansas AgCast is brought to you by Arkansas Farm Bureau. Hosted by me, Jason Brown, and Rob Anderson. Our show is produced by Brian Pistol, uh, Matthew Magdafrau, and Jenny Higgs. We'll be back next week with more ag news that matters to you, the farmer. Until then, we're signing off. And eating dip. <laughs>